My name is Chris McDaniel. Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. I'm going to read a passage of scripture from the Bible, specifically the book of Psalms, and then we're going to pray and spend some time together this morning reflecting on God's Word. We believe that there is great comfort to be found in the Word of God. And right now, during this season of remarkable uncertainty, I think we could all use a little comfort. So let's read together. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Bible. Specifically, Lord, we thank you today for these Psalms of Ascent. I pray that you would help us to hear your word in such a way that we could carry truth with us into our day, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One of the reasons why I love to meditate in the Psalms is that the Christian church has always seen the book of Psalms as our prayer book. It actually is the prayer book of the Jews and Christians. We look to the Psalms to give us language for Uh, expressing our feelings, our thoughts, our hopes, our worries uh, to God. And frankly, sometimes by expressing them to God, uh, we find that we've expressed them also in such a way that we can perceive more of what's going on inside of us. And so I think the Psalms are so very important. And maybe right now, uh, the Psalms are are extra important. So we're just going to look at this Psalm, uh, not to preach a sermon, but really to try to reflect our way through it. And before I I say three things about this psalm, I want to remind you that this is one of the psalms of ascent. And there's a little section right after Psalm 119, sort of Psalm 120 there for a little while, that are all all the psalms are labeled psalms of ascent. And they're psalms that were meant to be sung or recited as uh, Jews were journeying or engaging in pilgrimage. Uh, So I want you to think about climbing a mountain with these words on your lips and That'll help the ideas in this psalm actually make more sense. They're uh, mountain climbing songs. So the three movements in this uh, psalm are crying out, learning to wait, and hoping. So first, crying out. The psalmist says, out of the depths I cry to you. And so we're meant to imagine a valley, a a low place, uh, a place at the very beginning of a long and maybe arduous journey. And the psalmist reminds us that God is able to hear our voice even when we are in low places, uh, places that feel maybe far removed from God's presence. If you would imagine kind of most logically, you would think of God on the mountaintop and trouble in the valley. Well, here the psalmist says in the trouble spots, in the valleys, in the low spots that God is able to hear our voice, but we have to use our voice. See, it's one thing to be in a low place. It's another thing to be in a low place and feel invited by God to verbalize, to cry out in that low place. And so I think there's an invitation in front of you and me to verbalize, 
to say things out loud to God. And what the psalmist says here is that we're able to verbalize our supplications, asking God to hear our supplications. And that's just another way of expressing this call, I think, in this psalm to state our needs and our requests, our vulnerabilities. And so I would just ask you today, where do you feel a bit worn thin? Where do you maybe feel like you're at the beginning of a long journey that you're not sure you can finish? I think for a lot of us, that's what this quarantine has felt like. I, I'm, I'm in it. And I don't know when it's going to end, and I don't know if I have enough to get through. Well, I think the Lord here gives us uh, permission, uh, explicit invitation to verbalize, to cry out. And yet some of us have a hard time acknowledging our neediness or needs. We think that to have a need makes you needy and to be needy makes you weak. John Ortberg in his book, uh, Soul Keeping, says it is the nature of the soul to need. So we shouldn't be ashamed of feeling vulnerable and needy. Uh, Actually, these are places where God longs to meet us and he wants us to verbalize our needs. And so I believe there's an invitation there for us right now. And the risk for you and me is that if we despise our need right now, I think we're going to be in danger of missing out on the good things that God has for us. Uh, Making requests, stating a need before God and maybe before trusted other people is a major way for us to combat despising need. So if you find yourself right now having a tendency to despise neediness in yourself and in other people, uh, stating your needs out loud to God and to other people is actually a way to subvert, uh, frankly, a sinful tendency that we all probably are struggling with in one way. Or another, the psalmist invites us to be real, to be honest with our neediness and even our sin. He actually says, if you marked iniquities, Lord, who could stand? And then he says, but there is forgiveness with you. Uh, There's an invitation here for you to cry out, to name things, to verbalize things. But the second thing that we see in this uh, passage of scripture is that we're also called to wait. Um, The psalmist says we're invited to learn how to wait. And I, I would admit to my, about myself, I'm not very good at waiting. Uh, waiting, I think, however, is a tool used by God to form us. And I think that's one of the reasons why we tend to hate waiting so much. Uh, and currently right now, waiting in the midst of uncertainty is probably stirring a lot of anxiety in many of us. And I think one of the reasons why we resist uh, waiting is that waiting actually is a tool designed to teach us that we're not in ultimate control over outcomes in this life. Because when I wait, I'm surrendering control to someone else. Waiting is actually a posture of surrender where I surrender my will and my timeline to the will of another. So waiting on the Lord is a way where I acknowledge that I'm not in control of timelines. I'm not in control of outcomes. And I think that many of us right now are being invited to embrace waiting. I think that we need to actually endeavor to stop resisting the waiting. Because honestly, guys, waiting is not going to, a resisting of the waiting is not going to change the actual process. It just makes our experience of waiting more difficult. Uh, You're not in control, neither am I. And so trying to control outcomes that are beyond our reach is like trying to push your car uphill. Um, If you try to push your car uphill by yourself, you're going to wear yourself out and you will lose ground. So we're all being invited to wait. And I think there is actually an act of surrender in learning how to wait. And the the third thing, hope. Uh, We're not just meant to wait fatalistically. We're meant to wait with hope. Uh, 
we wait, the scripture says, more than watchmen wait for the morning. And so that image of a watch person waiting for the morning, they have sure and certain hope that morning is coming. And we're told here that waiting for God is more sure than waiting for morning. So the psalmist ends with, I think, a few really important things, and I'm just going to spend a second here unpacking them. Uh, We wait with hope because of three things. Number one, we hope because of God's love, that God, even in the midst of difficulty, is still a God of love, a God who very much cares for us. And so our waiting is hopeful because God is for us, not against us. We hope because God is full of redemptive power. The psalmist says there at the end that there is power to redeem in the heart of God, in the hand of God. And I believe that there is a real invitation in front of us during this season to experience redemption in places that feel damaged or lost. And think about that. You don't need redemption unless something has been compromised. Um, You don't need it to be given back or purchased back unless something has been lost. And so I've been thinking about things during this season in my own life and in yours maybe that can be uh, redeemed, that are potentially redeemable things right now. And I'm just going to name four of them, four areas where maybe you might be invited to hope for redemption. Your spiritual life can be redeemed. Tending to practices that were always on the back burner because you were always too busy. Now maybe an opportunity to learn how to engage a rule of life. And we're going to be talking about that more in the days and weeks ahead. But your spiritual life, I think, can be redeemed right now. Number two, certain relationships in your life might be able to be redeemed during this season where you have maybe a little bit of time on your hands to tend to the people who are in your home or to make some phone calls or jump on a Zoom call or a FaceTime with someone that you may need to experience some redemption with. Thirdly, your body can be redeemed. Uh, Many of us now, I think, are feeling an invitation to get outside and take care of ourselves, to go on walks, to exercise. And maybe, again, the busyness of life is slowed down just enough uh, to, to be able to get back on track with some habits that would get you in good shape. And I think lastly, not least important, uh, our own physical spaces can be redeemed. Karen and uh, Maddie and Scout and Finn and I, we, 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 I think, loaded like 15 bags of clothes and items of um, furniture and small things in our house and closets and drawers that when the Goodwill opens back up, we're going to be able to take those things to Goodwill. We're actually trying to redeem our own physical spaces. Um, Maybe because we're stuck in them, we're paying more attention to walls that need painting and drawers that need cleaning out, clothes that need weeding out. This is an opportunity for you to experience redemption on a number of levels. Your spiritual life, your relationships, your body, and even your physical space. And here's the last thing that we hope, why we hope. Uh, We hope because God is full of forgiveness. The psalmist says at the very end that the Lord is full of forgiveness, forgiving our iniquities. I believe that for all of us, there's a kind of resensitizing that is available from the Lord to you during this time, an opportunity to experience renewal, a fresh start, forgiveness, a cancellation of old debts, things you've been carrying around. You don't have to carry those things around. Um, I believe that the invitation in front of us is to cry out, to learn how to wait, and then to learn how to grab on to hope. So I would just ask you to consider making space during this strange time to cry out, 
to learn how to wait and to hope. Let me pray for you and then I'll turn you loose into your day. God, help us today to hear the words of the psalmist. Lord, many of us probably feel like we are uh, at the very beginning of a long journey. Maybe we're in a low place hoping we'll get to a better place. I pray that you would give us strength and courage to love you and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen.